Alright, good morning. It should be Tuesday morning when you're listening to this. At least that's when this is going to be released. Uh, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, as we say on every episode, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice, blah, 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 something about me being by myself in my room, all alone, talking by myself, blah, 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 you're nuts for following my advice, blah, 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 enjoy. Alright, diving straight into the weekly plays, because this will be a shorter episode than usual, because it's a shorter week, let me go ahead and give a can open, that's a quick can open, a quick F for Ulta. Ulta dropped, I believe, ninety nine dollars and seventy five cents. It's basically a hundred bucks uh, in like probably ten minutes of trading. It was disgusting. Thankfully, I didn't play Iron Condors on it. Uh, Iron Condors on with earnings just have not been um, working for me. So I've like kind of stopped. I've kind of like taken like taken a step back and I'm trying to reevaluate what exactly uh, what other metrics I need to be on point for me to go in on earnings now. Um, I've been kind of staying away for those, but that's the beauty of logging your trades, right? You get to look back at what worked and what didn't work. And if you're in a current trend of holding a thesis, that's not working. For example, uh, you know, had I opened up Theta Gang maybe like last week, I would have absolutely done a short Iron Condor on Ulta this week. And, but because, you know, time is time and it's already happened. Um, I am now in a situation where you know these short iron condors previously have not worked. I chose not to go in Ulta Beauty or any earnings um, past. I believe Splunk was my last one. Um, I've chosen uh, on my own behalf. <laughs> of course, I, I need my own permission, but I've chosen to like take a step back and reflect um, and change my option strategy going into earnings or determining if I even want to play earnings anymore. But um, this is a clear case example of the benefits of logging your trades and recalling them with uh, less emotion. Because, you know, maybe you open up a trade tomorrow and it goes immediately south and you're like, you know what, every time I open this uh, put credit spread, it always goes against me. Um, and that's that's the key word there that we all use when we, we get a little heated, right, is always. So if you don't have that trading log or any form of uh, you tracking your trades then you have no real real base point to like look back on because um, you can say that maybe you always lost doing put credit spreads so you never do them in the future but hey maybe like overall like 60% of your put credit spreads are actually green and that's one of your winning strategies but you again you don't remember quite well like what your past history is if you're under a lot of emotion and distress, especially uh, all the emotion and distress that comes with trading and losing money. It's, it sucks, it blows, but more of the story here is to just be open to be flexible and to stop uh, any sort of strategies that you know aren't going in your favor and you know realize that, hey, maybe your current thesis is not correct for this time. All right, all right, Junie. Okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the cool guy with the logs. One Theta Gang. Um, let's go into our next item, uh, Lululemon. They have their earnings report on Thursday. After the bell, I'm pretty sure I'm not going in on it. I will definitely be keeping an eye on it after hours, just seeing the price action on it. But I'm, I'm pretty certain that I won't be playing um, any sort of options on Lulu. 
Um, my only options that are currently open are put credit spreads on QSR, and this is off of the Popeyes chicken sandwich hype. Um, speaking of which, friends came over and they wanted the chicken sandwich. They went to go out to get the chicken sandwich. It's still sold out, so that's that's a thing. But granted, I'm not, I don't have any sort of like bullish target for QSR. QSR is the conglomerate that owns Popeyes, by the way. Um, so. Again, no bullish position. I don't see any reason to play calls really. It's had a, such an amazing quarter so far, going just like, just like through the roof. So what I suggest is opening up put credit spreads um, at the 75 mark, if you want, <laughs> because this is not financial advice, right? It's a stupid idea. But if I had to pick, and if there's a gun towards my head, <laughs> I would open the 75s. Um, and yeah, just keep a close eye on those in case if there's a you know trade tension talk, blah 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 blah, and all this like recession talk. Um, but granted, there's articles, and I you know I'm a firm believer in fast food still doing well in recessions too. Uh, if you take a look at McDonald's, you know McDonald's has just killed it through each recession that we've had. And that's it for the weekly plays. Uh, just as a recap, we dropped a quick F for Alta. We have eyes on Lulu on Thursday after the bell for earnings, the quarter two earnings. And we are holding on to our QSR put credit spreads this week, or at least I am. And um, actually, I want to touch on one more uh, brief topic here, and is Hurricane Dorian or Dorian. I have no idea how to pronounce this thing, but... But um, if you take a look at past history, um, Home Depot and Lowe's go up when there's natural disasters. Um, however, this is a, this is news coming to you a little bit late. I'm telling you this on Tuesday. Articles have already been posted about this like a few days ago. And um, just to confirm, these stocks have gone up. But this is just me reaffirming the idea that – or the reaffirming the – the phenomenon that happens where if there's a natural disaster you can count on home depot and lowe's having a very short um, bump but usually that bump is either faded pretty quickly or you know maybe that run up is, goes flat uh, what i'm trying to say is just don't over eagerly buy calls here because the news is out it's definitely priced in um, but this is just for future plays. If you hear about a hurricane or any sort of natural disaster um, that's imminent, maybe on your local news, you know, if it turns big enough, then Home Depot uh, and Lowe's will go up. But you know, if it's on local news, your house might <laughs> your house might disappear. So there's trade-offs there. So just trade accordingly. Now for our next section, the new website updates. Um, holy, cr can I say the c word? No, I'm, I'm just going to play it safe. Holy poop. Uh, new website updates. Thetagang.com went from 3 megabytes to 20 kilobytes, which is awesome. You can now go on to Thetagang.com on your phone and not want to like jump off a cliff because it takes so long to load. It's lightning fast now, especially switching in between the home and trading tab. I still have to put out um, you know, these optimizations for all the different links, but that's there. Um, I feel really good about it. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. But going into uh, future website updates, the immediate things I'm going to be working on, I actually want to roll back the changes where I've let everyone go to a specific ticker and then communicate that way. Um, what I want to do is bring everyone to the front page. I feel like there's a lot of value in this sense of community that I'm growing uh, in this podcast. 
slash website um, you know pool so when we go onto the website I want to be able to just log in and be able to chat with you guys via like some chat server of course like you know discord is cool too but I feel like I don't want to pressure people into downloads downloading something and if it's as easy as just logging onto the site and then we could just chat in a chat room on the website for trading ideas and trading recommendations and stuff then that'd be better but as we all know chat rooms can be a little bit unorganized especially when you communicate uh, on ideas of different topics or different ticker symbols so I want to move that into its own section where you on your profile can post ideas and then maybe link it back to that chat room I just want to bring the website into one place where people can communicate instead of branching out into all these different ticker symbols at least for right now because um, while we are growing we're like what like three people away from 300 people signed up on the website so you know while we're relatively small I want to be able to you know communicate with as many people and I want to also be able to you guys to uh, create this sense of community so we could build this podcast and build this website out together um, in one general place so look out for that website update um, possibly next week uh, you know knowing me I'll probably get overly excited one night during this week and I'll probably get it done in that one night but again ne by next week you should see this feature and it should be awesome that about wraps it up for the new website updates as well as the future website updates let's move on to today's topic and that is position size so position size is an amazing topic to talk about because there's so many little ideas that are baked into position <laughs> position size. I've recorded this too many times. I can't stop. I gotta I gotta just keep going. Um, so position size is really good because there's a lot of ideas baked into it, and um and so earlier in this podcast we talked about emotion. You know, if you keep your position size consistent with a thesis, then, you know, emotion is taken out. If you expect this to have a 70% chance of probability and it doesn't work out, then hey, you just got the short end of the stick on the 30%. But you know that if you keep doing these plays consistently over time, it'll work out for you. There's also a beauty of the simple fact that you know that you will not blow up on one single trade if you keep your position size um, relatively you know the same across most of your trades uh, I would definitely argue that you should keep all your trades consistently the same however I don't do that as you can see in my logs I am still human I, I still like to have fun I just do my own trading style of what I'm comfortable with at certain times um, but in this specific case, in this specific podcast episode, I'll pretend I'm an angel and I'll advocate that, hey, you know, if you're just starting out, I think keeping a position size and a max loss limit um, consistent is one of the best things you can do because what turns you off faster from trading than anything else is getting blown up in one big massive loss. All right, and lastly, I think stress is something that I want to talk about too. Um, you know, not having your positions tied up where you know you're having like 90% of your capital in one trade and then you know you let it go after the bell and you're just looking at futures all night not being able to sleep you go into work the next morning like tired and you're just cranky and all this stuff it, you don't do that when you like sell options right when you or <laughs> at least when you sell options with a uh, with a position size in mind or a consistent position size because keeping your position size consistent 
you know smaller trades more frequently uh, you don't have to sweat at night knowing that you know if you lose the next morning you're done for so alright so let's roll this back um, to the first bullet point of emotion you know if we have too much emotion we're going to revenge trade really get you know depressed really get overly excited uh, we gotta throw that out we gotta make tr it's trading but specifically selling options a numbers game um, a general rule of thumb is that any given uh, options trade that you do should be around 5% of your you know options trading portfolio so if you have 20k in your options portfolio then your max loss should be a thousand if you are trading from a 10k portfolio 500 and so on and so forth um, however like the minimum amount of money that I think you should start out with just so you don't get blown up by the numbers because you know sometimes if you have a bad streak you do need some extra capital to bring it back um, because you know this is a, a, a like a game uh, like a long lasting game this isn't one where you know you make a few swing trades and you're a millionaire this is absolutely one of those trading strategies where you need to be in it for the long haul or not be in it at all and I'd say if you're just starting out and you want to give selling options a genuine chance that you give um, you know around like a 5k portfolio to play with um, because if when you have 5k your max loss is around 250 and at 250 I believe that's like the minimum you can like comfortably collect credit where you know the the amount that you receive is worth the risk um, genuinely I think 10k is best but honestly 5k is fine but you definitely have to stick to your guns here and keep your position size static so I digressed a bit but I want to bring it back to how this ties into emotion and so if you have enough capital if you have the right amount of capital and you allocate the correct percentage and it's a static percentage of 5% in this case you have 5k and it's 250 if you allocate 250 every trade you do as long as you don't put 100% of your portfolio in, which is a whole other topic, I believe you should only be putting in around 50% of your portfolio or have only $2,500 tied up at any given time. If you have a $5,000 portfolio, you will never um, be overly emotional as long as you hold a thesis that you know 70% trades in the long run, given that you're doing these statically um, defined trades of probability of profit more than 70% you will be okay in the end because nothing is for sure right there's no such thing as a hundred percent success trade so what you want to do is make sure that you know if you're playing around with 5,000 that you really stick to your guns and you really keep your position size static because you know you're inevitably going to run into a losing spree for example I'm not perfect either on theatergame.com near the bottom on the trades page you'll see that I went on a losing spree uh, had I you know put in a hundred percent of my portfolio during that losing spree uh, you know I would have I would have been blown out but I didn't I kept my position size relatively static um, and uh, that kept me afloat just long enough where I can you know get back in the green eventually um, because I believe in my thesis about probability of success and frequency of trades and look at me now so I'm back in the green far in the green highest that theta gang has ever been on it's not much from that point but you know that's just to say that hey I didn't get blown up by this August chop 
and you know this thesis is currently working and I'll continue to do so so this is just a word of advice you're probably going to go through some sort of losing spree like I did but you guys gotta make sure that you keep your position size small and you gotta also make sure that you know you have enough free capital um, in your portfolio to continue going my second bullet point on this script is blowing up I feel like I just talked about that so I'll just briefly talk about it one more time and it's that like you want to make sure you never put 100% of your portfolio into a trade nor do you want to put it in such a short time span because any sort of macro movement like tariffs or recession talk can like make you lose all of your position um, right then and there so again you want to make sure that hey you are maybe allocating 50% of your capital in your portfolio at any given time to uh, open options or open contracts that you're currently selling. Um, otherwise, you want to leave the other half for you know uh, leveling out that losing pot potential losing spree, right? Um, in case if it happens. And because why? Because in the long run, if you have a probability of profit percentage above 70, and if you do enough trades, then you know probability works in your favor. You want to amass as many trades as possible so that probability works out and that numbers are your friend. All right, stress, the last bullet point here. Um, you know, if you go all in on an option, and I hope you never do, and I hope I can talk you out of it in these incoming episodes, but if you ever do, you will learn that holding a options trade that is your, like, net worth is not worth it in the end because that stress of holding the option and looking at futures with squidward eyes you know the squidward meme where he like opens his eyes because spongebob is in the bed with him your eyes are like that looking at futures for like eight hours at night and then you gotta go work the next day and it sucks so you do not want to have a um stressful night you don't want to make trading stressful i feel like trading should be something you do for fun I think trading for income is something else. It's an entirely different topic, which I can talk about later, but I don't want to quite touch on that just yet because I currently don't do it for a living. I love to talk to someone that does and has a proven track record first. But regardless, I don't think you should ever put in an amount uh, that you're you know comfortable losing with. That's why I'm able to do this podcast. I'm able to show all my trades because I'm not afraid of like, you know, uh, being wrong, I feel like sh being wrong and showing that you're wrong actually, you know, validates your your ideas and you know your ability to overcome the challenges that <laughs> I'm like definitely hyping myself up here. But yeah, I feel like um, again, it's just not worth it. The stress from holding an overnight trade that is you know more than half your net worth is again not worth it. I'm just gonna stop at saying you know not worth it because again, it's not worth it. I'm telling you that stress is not worth it seriously you don't want to be put in that situation um, instead you probably want to put your time and energy into something cool like a podcast or you know you can start adding your trades on thetygang.com because that's a future coming soon i don't know when that's coming actually but soon all right let's bring it all back let's tie it together emotion we don't want none of that because emotion makes us over trade under trade it, it psychs us out it makes us give up you don't want that to happen to you keep your position size consistent next blowing up 
Keeping your position size consistent keeps you from blowing up. You don't want your account to go to zero because losing money sucks, but you also don't want to go to zero because you don't want to stop trading because trading is fun. And lastly, take it from a Wall Street Bets veteran. You don't want to be holding a... <laughs> Some of you guys in the emails could definitely tell I'm from Wall Street Bets, and I can't tell if that's a compliment or a diss but I thank you regardless. Anyway, you don't want the stress of holding an option that's worth more than half your net worth. It's not worth the stress. You're going to lose your hair over it. You're not gonna get the ladies. Shout out to Bill Burr. Um, but again, stress, not worth it. Emotions, out. Blowing up, not okay. Don't want none. Then keep your position size, what? Consistent. Yeah, I did it. Uh, that about wraps it up for the seventh podcast remember to visit thetagang.com check out my patreon at patreon.com slash thetagang and follow me on twitter at real thetagang you can tweet at me with questions and uh, i'll answer them there or you can email me at juni at thetagang.com i'll politely reply there too but keep your eyes peeled for the next update where i bring the community onto the front page and this sort of chat room so we can ask questions to each other there as well as uh, give trading suggestions and trading ideas in that format. So this is it. Thank you for all 297 guys and girls signed up on ThetaGain.com. Uh, and thank you to the 150 or 200 or so people signed up on the podcast following the with the follow button. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck trading this week. Peace.